Good morning. Today is Saturday, March the 1st, 2020. This is Titus Nietzsche Anderson for the Sovramana podcast. Today we are going to talk about vice, the secret stratagem. I wanted to talk about vice because during the last podcast I gave you six different ways to increase your personal power. And one of the six um, I told you was classified or a secret, and that would be vice. The other five categories, um, things like your network or your physical strength or your habits um, and so forth, you can find podcasts, you can find books on that subject material, you can even find um, weekend seminars on some of that subject material. But when it comes to vice, you won't find almost anything at all. So I'm going to cover that with you on this podcast. So supposedly this was classified. Um, it, it is still supposedly classified as a, as a strategy for intelligence officers like the CIA and the FBI and possibly other groups, other clans, other militias, and people like that. Um, cheaters are formally taught and indoctrinated into this. Um, sometimes this begins as children, where they start teaching their children to be two different people. One person in public and somebody else in private, or somebody else when you're with your family, or when you're with the military things like that. If you detect this sort of behavior, um, you need to be able to match this asymmetry in your life plan gameplay. Otherwise, you will lose your game, you'll lose your money, you'll lose your time, you'll lose the work you put in, you'll lose the preparation, you could lose your equipment, um, you could even lose teammates or family. So there's no better trade um, to these groups than your law-abiding behavior. So while you are obeying the laws and all of the rules, they are taking advantage of you, they're taking advantage of the country, they're taking advantage of the economics here, and they're taking advantage of their fellow citizens' goodwill. So why would somebody do this? Um, it's probably rooted in simple con artistry or contempt for people who are different from you. When it comes to personality disorders, I'm going to give you four or five rationalizations of people who are dysfunctional. These are qualities or characteristics that all human beings have. But when it comes to somebody with a personality disorder, a legitimate personality disorder, these things tend to be exaggerated and beyond their control. Number one, reassurance. This is a pathological or a supposed need to constantly be assured that you won't be upset. People with this personality trait will often use language for example, um, I didn't want to see X happen. 
or I was afraid that XYZ was going to happen, or we don't want to miss out, or we're afraid that A, B, C, and D is going to happen if we don't XYZ. Reassurance in sating this, um, this imbalance or this paranoia is accomplished by cheating, by stealing, lying, even murder, or intimidation of others away. Number two, anger or retaliatory behavior. This is a person who is always angry. This is a person who is easily upset. This is a person who has a chip on their shoulder. They won't forgive and forget. They always carry a grudge and they're always angry. This is a person who's probably involved in politics as well. Number three, excitation. For some people, um, drugs or alcohol can embolden you. And uh, don't forget that drugs can be delivered to the body today by cyber. And that includes ecstasy, amphetamines, irritants, rashes, um, physical health problems, and things like that. Number four, material desires. Obviously, if you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, you might rely on vice to help you. If you can't afford your monthly payments, or if you're just greedy to showboat, or outdo someone, or even uh, an imagined competitor, then it may require vice in order for you to be able to keep up with your monthly payments or with your lifestyle or with whatever types of prowess or material possessions that you use um, to put on your show or to um, sate your desires. All right, number five. Number five is a low IQ. Some people are just highly suggestible. They might be copying characters from television. They may have been duped into thinking that he is a vigilante or a savior of his family or of the country. Uh, many cult groups and uh, militias and militaries and people like that can make good use of people with low IQs for that very reason. Um, they're very easy to miseducate and they're also probably very needy for friendship or for a sense of belonging. And that is something that a group or a, um, a team can offer. Now, if you are normal and healthy, these things won't be natural to you. All of us have these traits to some degree, but a personality disorder is an exaggerated, an exaggerated um, characteristic. And so the idea is to get you to look at the world through their perspective and to imagine yourself as one of them. Once there are enough of you, you will have a group or a clan or a military or a militia or maybe even an occult group. Now, speaking of militaries, um, I have two books for you. I haven't had time to even read them myself. I have a very 
big reading schedule, and then I'm trying to learn Spanish, and then um, I play games and I, I'm looking at reviewing some different mobile games and things like that, in addition to all of the other things that I have to do during the week. But I've got two books for you that I hear are relevant um, for this subject of study. If you go to sobrumano.com forward slash fight club, you can download Midas Rights, and another book is called Siege. And I think both of those books were written by white supremacists. And I think they're both probably good examples of this type of reasoning. But I couldn't say for sure because I haven't had time to review them myself. Other books that um, that might covertly indoctrinate you are books on psychopathology, um, some podcasts featuring, um, there's interviews with a gentleman named Sam Vaknin. Um, there are books like Girls Go for Jerks, Nice Guys Finish Last, and so forth that try to teach using psychopathology as a route to success. So you can take a look at those books and familiarize yourself with them and see what you can use or if you want to use it or if you need to match somebody else's behavior. Okay, speaking about the occult. There was a gentleman um, a long time ago uh, his name was Anton LaVey, and Anton LaVey was a disciple of Aleister Crowley. If you read the blogs at Sobermano, I've written quite a bit about Aleister. But Anton LaVey was a disciple of his who created the Church of Satan. Like a lot of these um, occult groups, uh, this is also an anti-Semitic group. And one of the things that these groups do in indoctrinating you and in outlining um, principles for you is they will sometimes take rule books, laws, books on psychology, medicine, and so forth, and they will turn them upside down, looking for an angle on you, looking for a way to free ride while everybody else is playing it straight. So, for fun, what I thought we would do is take the Ten Commandments and turn them upside down and see what we get. Are you ready? Okay. Number one, thou shalt worship false gods. This could be interpreted to mean worship of yourself, the worship of animals, the worship of imaginary things like vampires or witches, things like that. Number two, thou shalt make idols to worship. Interestingly, statues of Baphomet and other imagery can be found in the military and at the Denver airport. Number three, thou shalt curse using God's name in vain. Number four, thou shalt forget the Sabbath or perhaps have a black Sabbath. Number five, do not honor thy parents, their wisdom, their ways, or whatever keeps you away from what you want. Number six, 
thou shalt kill. Number seven, thou shalt commit adultery of your marriage, of institutions, of proprietary information, of standards and procedures. Number eight, thou shalt steal. Number nine, thou shalt bear false witness. Excuse me, let me try that again. Number nine, thou shalt bear false witness. This means the use of false flags. This means the use of cyber to manipulate others and bear witness to that falsified behavior or manipulated behavior. Number 10, thou shalt desire your neighbor's possessions. All right, those are the Ten Commandments turned upside down. So if you can imagine a group of people or a militia in a cult group, um, even an intelligence agency that takes these Ten Commandments and uses them this way, um, it creates quite a different team. Instead of having super soldiers, what you have are super cheaters. And that is apparently a big part of these agencies' success. Another thing that Anton LaVey had taught um, his followers to do was to take Dante's seven deadly sins and to use them. Um, Dante had outlined his seven deadly sins. These actually don't originate with Dante. They originate with somebody else. And they are envy, wrath, greed, sloth, pride, gluttony, and lust. And Anton LaVey's um, advice was to use those um, to find yourself in paradise. What these guys are trying to do is they're trying to outline an idol for you that looks like a satyr. A satyr is a goat-footed man with horns on his head and who plays a flute or a harmonica, uh, something of that nature. It's spelled S-A-T-Y-R. So you can look that up sometimes whenever you want to. Finally, um, the ultimate vice, at least in our country, by some of these occult groups and intelligence and military agencies was the breaking of our checks and balances in the military. That means the military's ability to overrule um, courts, to stop procedure, um, to start to stop the Department of Justice from investigating and to manipulate um, campaigns and runs for office and things like that. Okay, we are almost done. This is a supremacist playbook. Supremacy is not the same thing as superiority. Supremacy is a posture by a person or a group who says, I want to be number one, or I won't stand for anybody else uh, being on top. It's, it's either us or it's no one. There's a few ways that this can be done. There's The tactics are almost infinite, but I've given you the principles so far. Some of the tactics are things like budget. In the United States, we spend $1.85 billion per year 
per Caucasian. Um, they're not worth that much, obviously, but we have a, an annual budget of something like 200 and I forget what the actual number is. I think it's $350 billion per year on defense for about 275 million Caucasians or something like that. Um, eavesdropping, eavesdropping via cyber, um, getting digital footprints, records, things like that. Contempt. You don't like others. So go ahead and cause them pain, miseducate them, con them, stall them. I mean, who cares? You don't like them anyway, right? There is the use of front men. That means you always make yourself look good. Your singers, your rock stars, your actors, um, and people like that who represent while wearing your jewelry or flashing gang signs, things like that. There is also rape and assaults um, by some of these groups. They're not necessarily, uh, they don't have to be supremacist groups, they could be others, um, that go as far as raping girls to let them know who the boss is, um, sodomy, and uh, rape is pretty common on university campuses and other places and things like that where they try to keep it quiet afterwards. Equipment. Um, some of these groups can have weapons or have permission to have weapons, drugs, and other equipment. How could that happen? That happened because of what I told you earlier about the military um, overruling statutes and laws and things like that. That's an occult group that's grown to such a large proportion, it's literally um, subsuming everything. And there is a blog that I've written called Lies, Rape, Silence that talks about the process of subsuming and you can read that at the website. There's also authority capitalism. This ensures that they get their way, that they can shut down investigations, that they can broker deals, and that they can override your civil rights. In fact, one of the things that appeals most to a supremacist is getting jobs in the military, getting jobs in the governor's office, getting jobs as police officers, getting jobs at the fire department, and things like that, because it gives you a different perspective on the country and how it works. And for some of these guys, it, it's an opportunity to get laid or it's an opportunity to broker out business deals and things like that instead of it being what it's supposed to be, which is just a function for society. Okay, next we have isolation. This is where you block communication, money, business, socializing, mobility, things like that. And some of the other honorable mentions are egomania, you are all important, um, nobody is your equal. Sell your enemies, uh, make them stand up and cheer for you. Firepower, make sure you have technology or weapons that are greater than your competitions. Stall, 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 stall. Don't follow up on complaints. Always take a report and tell them you'll get back to them things like that. So what is all of this for? This is for a supremacist ethnocentric paradise. There is a 
blog at the website called Abraham's Miscarriage that I recommend that you read if you're not familiar with it. All of this does serve a purpose and it is cheating for the sake of a greater good. It is cheating for the sake of the accomplishment and the realization of a land that is their own. Or it could be a company of their own. In this particular context, I'm talking about a country. Um, it could even be larger in scale than that. It could be the desire to rule over the entire world. So it just depends on what type of group we're talking about. If it's a small clan of thieves, if it's a small intelligence agency, if it's a family, if it's just uh, two or three guys who work in a company as part of a steel cult, or it could literally be the United States military itself with its own agendas. All right. Sovramano is about fair life play and gameplay. I am teaching you this material because I want you to be equipped psychologically with people who are raised this way or indoctrinated this way, but it's a secret amongst themselves. You have to be able to match people's moves step for step. That's one of the things that we teach in uh, competing as well as sizing up your competition. So I post this and I write this and I podcast this to teach you and to super soldier you so that you become better and better at what you do. All right, so we're going to wrap it up there. If you have any questions, feel free to write me at the website. I need um, support if you want to make donations to Sovrumano and keep the company alive. I appreciate that. You can go to paypal.me forward slash Sovrumano. That's P-A-Y-P-A-L dot M-E forward slash Sovrumano. S-O-V-R-U-M-A-N-O. I appreciate it. Even if you sent just $2, that would help pay for some of the expenses. Okay? Supremacy is a posture. This is how you get it. And this is how you keep it. That's all from Sovrumano. I hope you have a great day. Bye-bye.